0: That was nice of you to warn us. Love it.
1: It was. <laughs> it was very nice of me to warn you. And I hope you realize how nice that was.
0: Well. Welcome,
1: we... all. It is Practical Shooting After Dark. We're here to talk about shooting. On deck tonight, we have the Korean brothers, Mr. Yes! Park, Mr. Kim. Ah, uh, hello. And we have our men in Area 3, Matt Hopkins. Hi, everybody. Of course, there's me. I'm not that interesting, though. Negative. Matt, we haven't had you on in a while. Oh, uh, well, a couple weeks. I've been busy. been real well, busy. <laughs> a lot has happened. <laughs> a lot has happened. Yeah, it has. So uh, what can you tell us about this, uh, the new bylaws deal? Uh, I saw Area 4 Director Chad Stanton voted in favor of, well, in favor of us, in favor of uh, fuck these bylaw changes. What can yeah. you tell us about that? Anything? Um. I mean, obviously you can't Chad, speak for but... the guy, but his vote says a lot. Like, But he doesn't really post a whole lot on social media that I yeah, see. Yeah, the, the
2: the way that it was explained in the board meeting is he's he, he took his members from his area, feedback in, and they opposed the bylaws. So he voted to listen to his members in that area
1: and voted no on bylaw changes. Well, that puts him... Uh... A big step ahead. I mean, we actually. I, a lot of guys want to keep shitting on uh, Chad. Or I've seen a couple posts like that. I don't think that's the right move. I think, hey, he listened. Like yeah. we got to give. Uh, we got to give him some credit for that.
3: Yeah, I listened to the uh, USPSA podcast that just came out. I think mm-hmm. before we recording this podcast, and Chad was on the podcast and. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he was describing why why he made that decision, I think he made a really good decision. Uh, first of all, yeah, he listened to all the members' feedback and also rationally uh, analyzed some of the members, uh, I think email or whatever he got contact off. So, so I w- thought that was really good. Rationally analyzed, that's code for, hey, these people
1: who say, hey, this looks wrong, Or we've read the Bruce one memo and now you guys are doing this like, dude, this is the wrong play just Mm -hmm. for how it looks, you know? Yeah. Like, I think he can see that there's a legitimate beef there. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a beef with that situation, like, (laughs) that's pretty reasonable. I think. Mm hmm.
2: One thing you haven't brought up, Chad made a motion early on in the meeting before we talked about any bylaws at all. Oh,
1: this is where I get to say why I'm so happy I put my area director, Rick Steele. I'm so glad I put him on blast on this podcast before the meeting. So uh, he voted.
2: No, so, let me, I'm sorry. Tell your Chad
1: story. Chad made
2: a motion to table any of the bylaw changes until after the special election. I seconded it. Ah, uh, there was discussion around it. Uh,
1: everybody kind of weighed in. That seemed it. to be Matt. That motion seemed to represent kind of what the members were saying. If you were kind of taking well, the it, temperature of the room definitely online. Definitely the members that I've been in
2: contact and that have that I saw feedback provided to me. They wanted the special election to happen before any bylaw changes occurred so
1: and what's what why the I ras- the, what was the rational argument for that what for hey we want the special election now maybe bylaws changes later
2: that a non-elected person was in the presidency and there was no member representation in there that was the biggest thing that i saw
1: yeah i mean so again that's pretty rational
2: yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: i mean there's nothing crazy about that
3: Actually, that's uh, the exact same message I sent to to my own director, area director, uh, via email quite a while ago.
2: Yeah. So I got a question on that. So wait, but hold
3: on. My area director, Area 5,
1: Rick Steele, he voted yes in favor of table bylaws due election. Yes. As did you, as did Chad. Yes, that's correct. Only to then turn around and vote yes in favor of changing the bylaws. Yeah. After that, the uh, I mean, does that so make any sense? let me. Sense the to timing
2: you? on this was is probably has something to do with it, that. So we voted on Saturday. We Chad made the motion on Saturday afternoon to table the bylaw changes, and then that did not pass Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday, what was it? One or t- it was midday, midday through the bylaws went up for vote and then so there was a length of time between tabling the motion to table the bylaws and the actual vote on the bylaws okay I'm just yeah there's just time in between
1: but does that vote make any sense
2: I don't know why you would vote yes for one and no for the other
1: yes for one and yes for the other
2: in favor one and then in favor the other one also that doesn't
1: make any sense um what if maybe i'm being cynical but what if you wanted to vote yes to the one that you know is going to fail so then you can tell some people you did a thing and then you know then vote yes in favor of the thing you know is going to pass so you don't piss off those people either
2: you can say that for anything really honestly right
1: no, you couldn't say that for anything. Well, I don't know. That's I, don't the know. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know what he was. That's the kind thinking. of split the difference vote. I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I I put him on blast, so I did put him in a in a bad position before the meeting. So maybe he felt like he had to do something, but didn't want to go all the way.
2: So I have a question for Kim and Ben. Mm-hmm. Joel, also. Uh, What did, as members of the areas, what do you think of your area director and how they voted on this?
1: I I think he's, uh, I'm sorry, I'll go first. I think my area director is either a, like, he's maybe he's a spineless pussy. Maybe he's, like, strategically just trying not to make anybody mad. I, I don't really know but uh, I can't make any sense of his votes and it doesn't square up with what he said. So he, you know, whatever.
3: Um, so I had some discussion with my own area director and like I just mentioned, um, actually one of the message, I think the initial message uh, email I sent to director, area one director was that we need the special election prior to the bylaw change because of the current uh, current president is not member elected president. And the one of the response I got was basically defending the president Sherwin. Uh, He was mentioning how competent he is and he is a good president. That's the response I got. Uh, I didn't really reply. My deep thought about the, you know, Sherwin area, pre area three director. Uh, I have had area matches before. And i stopped going because there was a lot of danger factor like injury factor high number of dqs and some of the stages are not really well ran for the major match level so just just seeing that pattern never really changing at area three championship before and that's exactly the reason why i stopped going to area three because i was giving some feedback and uh, there was injury i had too and a couple of people i witnessed DQing due to injury factor like coming out of a huge tire and the get foot get caught or it's a really sandpapery Rooftop that you have to go kneeling on and somebody which fell off of that
0: rooftop. Yeah, he broke a magazine yeah. pouch when he actually <laughs> fell on it I was I watch, literally I was like, oh, bled dude, okay?
3: Bled on that stage because yeah. of the knee position kneeling position uh, just looking at that there was no change that's in a way it's proving that area three director, three director at the time, who was Sherwin, the current president, uh, there was no change, and member feedback was clearly was ignored. And I don't think that's a good uh, president that represents member, because clearly in previous uh, records, I can I can tell area three never really changed, the injury factor never disappeared, like the noodle stuff, like really. Uh, that's this anti-competitive. Uh, yes, I think everybody got what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This was the
1: same argument I made. I mean, say what you will about Area 3, member feedback never mattered. Not yeah. when Sherwin ran it.
0: If anything, they actually doubled down and made it <laughs> even more ridiculous, I think, some years.
1: Yeah, my favorite was the, the stages that were designed uh, with... Weird Virginia Count instructions, like deliberately confusing in order to stack up penalties, or the deliberate memory stage designed to stack up penalties
0: Where they with, one a,
1: sure when, sa-
0: with one a with one a one sadistic
1: but buddies there to work the stage.
0: Who yeah, would I be forgot forgot the best
1: design a memory stage?
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be the best to us to hand out procedural penalties? Let's put that yeah, RO no, on the stage. Who
1: would enjoy it the most? That's who gets
0: it. Well, he's smiling because people are having fun. Ben, they're having a good time.
1: Yeah, they love that stuff. Super fun.
2: Well, Joel, Joel, what do you think of your area directors' votes?
0: Uh, well, actually, I'll tell a story that people that would not maybe, well, maybe I made a post, but wouldn't be so public. Uh, so well, we we talked about area three. The match got bad enough. I just stopped going because, like, one year they handed me somebody else's trophy because I didn't have the scores right. Uh, the scores were always done like pen and paper or something and published at like 9 p.m. every night. Um, I don't know why they sat till 9 p.m., but they, they couldn't get it done sooner. Um, Chrono was so bad. I watched a bunch of people go sub-minor one year. Uh, and the stages were just... I was just happy to get out without DQing on some of them. Like, just, just don't disqualify. So anyway, um, well, a fun story about Matt, or maybe people wouldn't know. Uh, Matt texted me. Maybe it's the day before a club match. This has been... What was that, Matt? A couple months ago? Three months ago? I don't November know, whatever. November I think. What's that?
2: November, I think, wasn't it?
0: That sounds good. tail end of last year. So Matt texted me like, hey, I'm coming up to your club match. Like, yeah, dude, let's go. You want to come stay at my house the night before? Like, you know, you got a place here. If you want a place to stay, I'll make sure we get squatted together. Matt actually did not squad with me or any of the homeboys. And Matt specifically asked to be put on a squad with a bunch of people he did not know just to meet new people. Like, oh well, that like that made sense from an area director, but like I wanted to hang out with Matt. Uh, then afterwards, Matt hung out and went to lunch with us, and he specifically asked for basically the people that run my club, so he could like and he's asking like, what do you think? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you think about the section? All those kind of things. So he, I mean, he didn't come to hang out with me. He actually came to meet the people that run my club, which Matt. Is it fair to say like for our area? I guess one of the one of the bigger clubs anyway.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, um, and then talk to the people that run the match to, you know, or run the club to see what feedback feedback they have or suggestions for him. So anyway, I I was impressed with that more than just like coming up to you know hang out with me and shoot a match.
3: Um, I want to mention one thing. So basically, my personal experience with my own area director. Um, so first of all. Uh, my area director lives about an hour away from me. And I hear area directors saying things like, oh, I, I talk to the area members in local matches a lot or area matches a lot, things like that. And I have been shooting since 2014 and the whole time my area director was living about an hour away from me. And there was only a handful of times that I actually met him. I mean, I shoot local matches very, very often. And there was probably only two times that I got to talk to him out of some handful of instance. And the first one was actually, uh, I had to talk to him first. I had to initiate the conversation regarding the first area championship I won, which was area one in 2016. Uh, there was no plaque for area champion uh, plaque. So... Or for a match winner. Sorry, what? What?
1: Or For a match winner, right? Yes, I it won by, that. it. Was awards by class only, exactly Isn't that right,
0: but not yes. the division champion, not no.
1: division and not first place, mm-hmm. like whatever high
3: overall, not division champion, nothing. Mm-hmm. So, no. the plaque I won because I won the production division area one, I got a master class, uh, first place plaque only. So... Uh, that became some issue, like it it was discussed on social media, uh, Brian Eno's forum, things like that. Is it is it wrong for me to bring up that this is, I learned a lot about Bruce One on this
1: occasion. Mm-hmm. I still remember this because as I recall, Bruce One was extremely apologetic to you privately via email about the situation.
3: Yes. So uh, how, how it started is when the discussion came up, Uh, I wanted to get the Area Champion plaque because that matters a lot. First of all, it's my first one. And that really relates to like maybe getting more sponsorship. Uh, It's added to your resume, basically, right? That's a big deal
0: anyway. Yeah.
3: Yes. So after discussion, I uh, sent him a message on Facebook. Uh, I I initiated the conversation. I sent him a message. Hey, uh, there was this situation. And he was aware of it. And then he was explaining how that was wrong, and he got me a plaque. Right, but But then on
1: on Eno's forum, mm. he explained it differently and explained it even more differently on Facebook.
2: Mm -hmm. As I
1: recall,
3: he took totally different positions. Exactly. Because of the interaction he made, that's why I had to contact him first. So I initiated the conversation and I asked him for a plaque. (laughs) And I was pretty surprised because as I am traveling, I got to talk to a lot of area directors, other areas, but it was very rare that I found uh, my own area director, uh, both local and major matches. And yeah, that that was pretty odd. Yeah.
2: So other thing on the bylaws with this passing, it set a timeline for any special elections that happen under the current bylaws.
1: So when would you get a new president, Matt? Huh? When do we get a new president, even okay, if he so, has no balls?
2: I did work out the timeline. So if there is not a special elect or a runoff election. So we know everybody, someone has to win with 50% plus one vote. With the amount of people that are running for president or that have said they will be, uh, we still don't know what the pay is. So that'll have to come out before the cutoff date of April 1st. If there's no runoff, uh, June, I think 17th is the latest we'll know. If there is a runoff, it'll be into September before we have an elected president
0: that's fairly timely
1: that's timely per the bylaws i'm sure
2: yes this is, just is. fine
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> hey
2: they they didn't break the pre- one of their previous records on special elections hey uh the previous
1: was 15, <clears throat> 15. as long as they fucked it up worse before it's fine <laughs> 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 jesus yeah I was going to say, I don't know why anyone takes these people seriously, but, uh, you know, not. Uh, all I right, I just got a message here. Not to fuck over Mac, we all just agree to nominate you for president and give the BOD all heart attacks. They would have heart attacks with <laughs> oh that. Oh, my God. That'd be
0: <laughs> it was funny to watch them, like, nuking comments it's on sick. Facebook <laughs> as fast as people could post them, though.
1: <laughs> they were?
0: Yeah, look looked like it. <laughs> there were a lot of a, a lot of uh very direct comments that i saw um that were questioning leadership that now i don't see anymore so
1: i am not that's what i like to hear man <laughs> when people just really you know stick it to them i do enjoy that mm-hmm.
2: anything else that anybody saw in the bylaws that
1: well, it's it's all other? the stuff that we'd all this that we'd all discussed a lot, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through everything pretty much. I think they took out we took out the life membership requirement before petitioning, for, before getting a petition that got okay. taken out. Uh, if there's an interim or er- elected person from an area, it doesn't have to come from the section coordinators. The section coordinators are consulted. Um, I guess they're asked by the committee that the board puts together to appoint somebody. So it's no longer appointed by the president.
1: Right. So instead of being done by the person that people elect, it's done by a BOC committee.
2: Well, the, I mean, they're technically elected also, so.
1: Right. But the BOC committee, (laughs) right. Let's call it it this (laughs) man.
2: Uh I'd have, I think the president puts that committee together, so that he the president, whoever that would have some influence on it. <clears>
1: oh <throat> that's good. <laughs> Maybe that's good. We'll see. Um yeah, we'll see. It's gonna nope. be probably you versus Bruce Six with with a bunch of spoilers. So
2: that'll be interesting. That'll require a, a interim. Well, no. If Bruce6 gets it, it would not because be less than two years. If I get it, they would have to appoint an interim.
0: Well, I think it's about time for some uh, shooting topics. What do you guys think?
3: Do you have a shooting topic? Though? Holy
0: shit. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Kim, do you have a topic, sir? Yeah, of course. Oh, perfect. I'd love to hear about it.
3: Yeah. The li- the lifetime <laughs> membership doesn't make sense to me. That's my topic. No, actually, I have another topic. But it, by the way, I, I, I'm not a life membership. I'm an annual member. The reason being is, uh, I live close by headquarters, and every time I renew my annual membership, I actually walk into the office and pay uh, and say hi to the staff. You know, hang out over there a little bit. Uh, I didn't do that since pandemic, but pre-pandemic, I was going there every year, and I don't understand why it has to be annual. Uh, uh, life membership because I'm actually planning on keeping my annual membership so I have a reason to go to headquarters and say hi to people and you know have some
0: interaction at the headquarters but anyways
1: dude you are so relentlessly positive I don't know what to do <laughs> with you sometimes
0: Kim <laughs> is just excellent to be around
1: Thank I you. really think that
0: requirement so breath is of fresh just air. so
2: they hmm. don't have an area director that is not an actual USPSA member if their membership lapsed or something right seems like a pretty simple thing but Hmm. just requirement they have yeah the org actually makes more money off annual members than life members so
0: absolutely i could see that yeah Yeah.
1: so if you really hate the org you want to deny them some money you become a life member
0: (laughs) what a sales pitch
1: okay i guess you could spin it that way
3: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I guess. My topic <laughs> is so much shooting related. It's actually some gear related. So, uh, I've been shooting the PDP, Walther PDP, which is a plastic gun, what 20, 26 ounce, something like that. Pretty light gun. It's like basically half the weight, uh, that I'm used to shoot steel frame. So when I was shooting steel frame, I was heavy 124 grain heater. Mm-hmm. So I was using that bullet mainly and I'm shooting plastic, and I'm shooting the 124 first, and then I shot 147 side by side. And then definitely for plastic, there was some difference. Uh, with the steel frame, I'm not really feeling a noticeable distance, uh, difference in terms of like recoil management. But definitely the dot was re- very sluggish, people would say because of steel frame tend to have a lot of uh, friction and things like that, heaviness, it soaks up the recoil anyways. But with the plastic, I'm feeling some more difference, clearly more difference than uh, steel frame with 124 versus 147. So As I was doing side by side comparison, I was shooting like couple hundred 124 grain, couple hundred 147, like doing couple drills and recoil drills, transition drills, anything like that. And then first of all, like in terms of shooting plastic gun, it's a lot easier to transition I and mean, gun handling, like especially draw, it's a lot lighter. And like for on our practice, my shoulders are so much lighter and less stress. So I don't feel as of a muscle tightness overall in my body, especially like the shoulder region, arm region, things like that. But then in terms of the recoil, uh, when I was shooting 124 grain, I felt almost like the recoil is going all the way to my elbow region and like elbow is getting more shock. And when I was shooting 147 grain, I felt like the, al- the the recoil dissipates and the elbow was not getting that shock with the 124 grain. So one thing I did is I shot 15 yard open target. I was trying to see like how fast can I split And maintain like 90% alpha group. Mm -hmm. And then with the 124 grain, I was shooting it around like 20 and mid 20 splits with very, very high alpha count. But whenever I start going like 15 splits, my shots are getting a little bit higher and higher. So I'm dropping some charlies there. But 147 grain, I was shooting 15 splits and getting really, really high alpha count. So like the elbow region, like the angular change or the shock going through the elbow, it was really significantly less. And then another thing is 147 grain, it really feels like the dot almost slows down, like, you know, dot jumping off of the recoil. So now I'm starting to shoot 147 grain. I'm really, really liking it. And then I had a conversation with a guy who actually manufactured, remanufactured ammo. And the guy was describing 147s tend to be more accurate because he was saying the uh, the base of the bullet, the neck or the ogive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the barrel contact is a little bit better because yes. of the base is so long. So I, I think I, uh, I can say most of the 147 grains I shot was more accurate than the full metal jacket round nose I was shooting in 124 grain. Uh, so we're, we're talking about accuracy wise, like it, this is a tested bench press or the bench rested. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Full metal jackets, uh, I, I'm not using quite of like known to be the most accurate powder either. <laughs> I was using clean shot, uh, which is kind of temperature sensitive, things like that. So there was getting more of like two to three inch group region with the 124 and 147, I was getting almost all the time under two inch group. So I think there was a little bit of uh, benefit in accuracy as
0: well. Two-inch group at what distance, Kim? 5 oh, yards? Oh, 25
3: yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 25, 25 inches.
0: So 25 yards off a yes. bench, or using a bench rest to rest your gun on.
3: Yeah, I'm just using a table and then carefully shoot, sure. shoot it. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting uh, result. I actually try to test all the configuration I can get out of PDP. So I'm talking uh, try with a flashlight, try it with a titanium guide rod, different recoil spring, things like that. And I really like how uh, no flashlight, no nothing special, but just shoot 147 grain off of that. Then I'm really getting a benefit of lighter gun, uh, so easier transition gun handling. But also recoil wise, uh, I'm shooting basically about same ability, in terms of recoil with my steel frame gun and my pdp with heavier bullet so i thought that was pretty interesting
0: yeah well and also kind of would you agree the recoil impulse i guess what you're saying like the dot tracking it just it feels different also
3: yeah it feels dots jumping slower yeah
2: Yeah. i've noticed the same thing shooting Mm -hmm. a 124 grain and then a 150 grain Mm -hmm. back to back On the polymer guns, I prefer the 150 grain by far, heavier weight bullets. Mm -hmm.
1: Ditto. So it'd be fair to say everyone prefers heavy bullets with the polymer guns, but potentially 124 grains with the metal frame guns. Yes, that's a good summary.
0: I shoot the 147s with everything because when I started shooting, that's what Dave Savigny, I think, shot or I read somewhere that's what he was shooting. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I set up my press for, and I don't, I just bought one type of bullets as long as I've been shooting. Yeah, yeah only one I mean, head-to-head
1: comparison. Do you have an issue with 124s? No, I've shot, fo- them,
0: I've shot them fo- out of my folio, and it does not really matter, honestly. Yeah. It, it wasn't noticeable, but I agree. and it's Like what you guys are saying, and polymer guns for sure.
3: The so steel frame with 140, 150 grain though, I had some reliability issue because I'm using all the factory recoil springs. Mm-hmm so with a uh, factory recoil spring and 147 grain with a steel frame if i don't loop the gun it won't cycle with a 23 or 22 plus one in my magazine like the first round the breast will just barely jump out of the gun so i mean yeah, if i lube everywhere it can work for maybe 500 rounds but i'm not one of those lube guy
1: you're not a lube guy yeah <laughs> That was the sarcastics for you there, buddy.
3: <laughs> I know sarcastics. <laughs> it's
1: classic once. Oh, classic. Oh, guys, I uh, Joel, I know you have a topic. We have other things to talk about. Okay. But we've been going half an hour, so we're going to kill it here. Perfect. Listeners, if you have a question you'd like the answer to, go to com. Send me your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah.